Well, hello, my awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. You're having a blessed Monday today on this live show this morning, and hope you guys are continually staying strong and staying healthy and exercising and working alongside your friends and family to encourage them to do the same. And I appreciate all the emails and phone calls we've got already this morning. A lot of people calling in and just wanting to get updates and tips on certain health and nutritional information. So thank you for that support. Be sure to check out the website if you need anything at all, healthmasters.com with the COQ10 Ubiquinol on sale for product of the week at healthmasters.com. So thank you again for your support. And if you need anything, don't hesitate to reach out to us. And I was looking through a lot of articles this morning and last night going over some stuff. And it was interesting because yesterday I ended up going out to a car show with my son and ended up eating lunch with a bunch of friends and guys I knew and some new people that I had met. And it's funny because we were having the topic of discussion over the COVID shot. As you guys know, I constantly make jokes about it in public intentionally to get people's responses and see how people are going to react to it, considering the factor in 2023 now. And if anybody still believes Pfizer was there to protect and save us, you know, I, I absolutely want to have a conversation with you and kind of understand what propaganda you've been informed with to make you believe such a insane lie. And it's funny because I was talking to him last yesterday. There was about 10 of us at lunch and we were pretty much all on the same board. And I said, one of the most significant transformations I said, we've really witnessed in the last couple of years, I said, was that we've now had this glorification through the mainstream media of the pharmaceutical industry and primarily Pfizer. And one of the guys was asking me, he's like, you know, I've noticed that. He goes, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, we've heard about Pfizer in the past. He goes, I'm in my 30s. He goes, I constantly hear about them in trouble. And it's interesting. I pulled up an article. I was looking for it yesterday, and it was from the Kenoka News. And what was interesting, it was discussing the Pfizer files that have been being dumped on Twitter. But then it was interesting is it had a long list of criminal behavior. And it's funny because I read part of it yesterday. And I said, well, in 1992 – Pfizer agreed to pay $215 million to settle lawsuits arising from a fracturing concave heart valve that lead, led up to 663 deaths. In 1994, Pfizer agreed to pay $10.7 million to the Justice Department for claiming that their approval for the medical heart valve had been safe when they knew it had not. In 1996, Pfizer administered experimental drugs during a clinical trial to 200 children in Nigeria and never told the parents their children were the subjects of the experiment, leading to significant brain damage and organ failure. The report of Nigeria's health ministry concluded the experiment was an illegal trial on registered drug violation of international law. Pfizer did not obtain a consent or inform the patients they were subject to the experiment. 2002, Pfizer agreed to pay $49 million to settle allegations that the drug company defrauded the federal government on Lipitor. 2004, Pfizer agreed pled guilty to two felonies and paid $430 million to settle charges for the fraudulently approved drug Neurotent for unapproved use. 2008, an article was, studied, was published again on Neurotrin and the drug and how it was dangerous and did not work and it was unapproved for what they were trying to recommend it for and was fined another $430 million to settle federal criminal and civil claims on that topic. In 2009, Pfizer was fined $2.3 billion, the largest healthcare fraud settlement in recorded history for the painkiller Bextra. 
2009. Again, they also paid another $750 million to settle 35,000 claims to the drug Rizulin. They're responsible to 63 deaths and liver failures. 2010, Pfizer was ordered to pay $142 million in damages for violating anti-racketeering federal laws and fraudulent sale and marketing of drugs. 2010, again, they were having to pay another four, uh, two, excuse me, $20 million to the doctors that they marketed to as far as they actually were paying them this amount of money. This rolled into the racketeering charges. 2010, Blue Cross Blue Shield filed a lawsuit against Pfizer, accusing them of bribing over 5,000 doctors. 2010, leaked files showed up again. More officials in Nigeria showed they had hired investigators to unearth evidence of corruption through numerous research studies that were done in Nigeria. In 2012, Pfizer was charged by the Security Exchange Commission with violating the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. 2012, Pfizer paid another $1.2 billion to settle claims of nearly 10,000 women that had used hormone replacement drugs, Perimto, causing breast cancer. 2013, guys, this goes on. I'm, I'm not going to burn the whole show up doing this. Almost every single year, Pfizer is charged with tens to hundreds of millions to billions of dollars in criminal fines, criminal charges. Everything from almost every agency in the entire country, yet somehow, for some odd, bizarre reason, some people seem to still think Pfizer is this like savior of humanity when they have spent billions of dollars in fines, but it doesn't matter because they're making another hundred billion off this shot. And I was very pleased to see pretty much everybody yesterday. We had the same conclusion on the shots is that they were a bioweapon. And there were a couple guys at the table that had gotten the shot from the very beginning. They had not gotten really any severe side effects from it. We talked about the different shots as far as the different batches and nobody had been getting boosters or any of that nonsense for the last year and a half. It's pretty much everybody's realized that the whole thing's a complete sham, but have they? Yet you're still seeing individuals uptake this shot. You're still seeing constant health problems from people. And as we see this continue to occur, you have to remember what they're getting ready to do again. Bill Gates just did an interview with Al Jazeera in a sit-down interview with Fali Ba Tabalt, the host. And it was interesting. It was published on December 24th, Christmas Eve, when most people would not even notice or cared. And Bill Gates said, and I quote, Governments are there to protect us. However, the COVID pandemic was a disaster they weren't prepared for. The actual resources required to have a global surveillance team to make better diagnostic technologies to do quick detection is rapidly building. It actually is not going to be that expensive once the world gets organized and makes it a priority for global surveillance. They've got good innovation and the idea of improving the vaccines so they work even better this time. Next time, we'll have factories that are able to produce vaccines far faster. So just in a few months, we should be able to produce enough vaccines for the entire world. So it's not really that we'll have the factory magic places, but you know, because wherever there are rich countries so often try and grab that supply, so we'll have enough supply so that the prioritization won't matter because every single person will be covered. That was a quote from Bill Gates a week and a half ago. Now, granted, I don't like Bill Gates. I don't respect Bill Gates. He's not even a doctor. He started working in tech. So I've never really quite understood how this man has been in the forefront 
of vaccine manufacturing, except for the fact that he has been obviously the direct cutout that the globalist banker boys have wanted to push the agenda, and he has done so very, very aggressively. So when you hear him making comments like this, and you know that he was involved in planning and initiating Event 21, you know that they were also involved in this new planning event that they talked about with this this game plan for 2025. You hear him make comments like this. And then you start seeing what they've been working on with the RNA gene therapy. I think it's pretty clear cut to say that they're not going to stop this agenda with these shots. They're just going to rebrand them, revamp them, and remake them in a different direction for a different boogeyman. This is why I have been so adamant on making sure to encourage people to do their own research and encourage people to take responsibility for their own health. That has been one of the biggest issues that we have watched over the last three years is people have gone, not not that many have actually were really super prioritized about their health, but a vast majority of people started to take on this mindset that they are no longer in control of their bodies. They are no longer in control of their health. There's nothing they can do except sit back by and wait for the government to save them with a new magic kill shot. The irony of uh, irony of this is this is a complete and total lie. This is the complete opposite of how America was based and built. America was based on being self-sufficient and self-reliant. It always has. It always will, in my opinion, from the true patriot Americans that are constitutionalists of a republic. But – What we are seeing now is this total change in mindset of where it doesn't matter about vitamin C or D3 or zinc. It doesn't matter how you take care of your body. The only people that know what's good for you is the government, and we know that is a complete and total lie. It's actually the quite opposite of what they actually care about. So that is why I've continually encouraged people, get the truth out there about vitamin C, about D3, about zinc. It doesn't matter if you're seeing stuff get shadow banned or blocked or whatever. Continue to get it out there on podcasts, on articles, on shows, on emails, whatever you can, because taking care of your body is one of the most effective things you can do to fight back against anything and anyone. If you're strong, if you're sharp, if you're resilient, if you're high energy, if you're mentally acute, that's exactly the opposite of what big government wants. They want you to be docile. They want you to be slow. They want you to be dumbed down. They don't want you to be aggressive. They don't want you to be awake, and they sure as heck don't want you talking about the truth. This is why they've done so much with trying to dumb down the young boys and trying to emasculate the men in this country. It's not because the media and the bankers and all these individuals that are running the show behind the scenes – respect women and they're trying to be feminist it's complete opposite they don't respect anybody much less women or men they want to go in and try to shame men into being men they don't want grown men to be alert aggressive awake to be protectors of their family this is why you constantly see in the movies now they put this absolute filth where the main character in the film or the guy in the film is constantly being emasculated by a female and he doesn't do anything and he can't do anything and he's constantly being put down they do this all the time in females. In a lot of movies, if I've been to them or I've seen them, I'll just turn them off. I'm not going to watch that filth because it's exactly what they're drilling through propaganda into the young men to make them think they can't be men. They can't do what men do. They can't be strong. They can't be providers or protectors. They have to be the submissive, subservient little beta males running around, cowering in the corner, waiting for their 10th booster shot in order for the government to protect them. That is the mindset they're drilling. This is why they're pushing the transgender ideology. This is why they're trying to promote pedophilia now because they want to confuse, distort, and pervert the younger generation into having no idea absolutely what biblical values 
values, ethics, morals, or constitutional rights are. That is why it is so important. Continue to keep teaching the truth, especially to these young children, even if it's not just your kids or other people's kids, even young men you run into. Encourage them. Incentivize them. Tell them that it's okay to be a man. Tell them that it's okay to be strong, that it's okay to be smart. There's nothing wrong with those aspects. Continue to encourage people around you as much as you can. That, again, is one of the most effective things you can do to help pe- help people be encouraged to stay strong and be little Americans. What do you think, Deb? Okay, you said a – man, that's a heck of an opening, Austin. Uh, real quick. It's Monday. Uh, it's Monday. You're all you're all geeked up. Uh, during Reagan's savings and loan crisis, he sent 1,500 bankers to prison. Okay, Pfizer doesn't do that. They just get fines because they had to clean that mess up and start making these corporations not liable from a personal standpoint. After Reagan did all that, today's yep. bankers who are caught in criminal acts just often pay a fine to the cost of doing business. And you know you have to ask yourself a question: Why isn't Pfizer? And why aren't the banks being held personally accountable for what they do? If Pfizer has a group of people that approve of a drug that kills people or they're fined billions of dollars for it, why are these people not charged with murder? Why are they not charged with wrongful death? Why are they not charged with you know, falsification of documentation which leads to the approval of a drug which causes people to get killed? This is the problem we've got here. I mean this, this is what's happened when the corporations run the world and we no longer have an input and the people no longer held accountable. You know, if we are caught in a speeding fine ticket or whatever, you know, and, and we run our mouth and we get a ticket, we've got to pay it. And if we don't pay it, the judge issues a warrant for us and they arrest us and put us in jail. That's for a speeding ticket. That's not for killing millions of people through a drug that's not approved properly and has never been clinically tested. That has emergency use authorization, which gives them unbelievable, unbridled, you know, you know, liability protection. You know, if, if we do something wrong, if we go rob a bank. If we get caught, we're going to go to prison. All of the above. If we steal stuff, we're going to go to prison. These guys, because they're corporations and they're owned by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, and the bloodline families, and the people who basically are the judiciary have been blackmailed either through uh, Jeffrey Epstein or some other subtle form of blackmail. They just don't want to prosecute these people, or they're told not to prosecute these people. Look at Hunter Biden's laptop. Look at the filth and the perversion on this laptop and realize that if you get caught with that stuff on your computer, you can go to jail for having that on your computer, but Hunter Biden has his pictures with these little girls, and he doesn't go to jail, even though he's in the act of doing all of this stuff. He's been given carte blanche immunity. Somebody in the Justice Department has gotten the nod for Hunter Biden that nobody's going to prosecute him. The same thing is true with Pfizer. The same thing is true with Moderna. The same thing is true with Johnson & Johnson. The same thing is true with these multinational corporation banks. They all have like blanket immunity because they've been told by somebody higher up that they're untouchable that they're basically Teflon-coded and they're not to be messed with. And and we need to understand that. And then you said something else. You said men are being emasculated today. And let me stop for one second on that. It's true. These men don't want to stand firm for their family's values as far as they allow their children to get vaccinated. A few weeks ago, I was at the Biltmore State up in North Carolina. I had to go up to the ranch. We had some issues with one of the air conditioners and the heater systems in the, in the barn. I had to get a look at it. So I decided to drive over to the Moore State. I started talking to this couple, and they just had a baby. The baby was probably six, eight weeks old. Beautiful little girl. And I stopped the mother, told them basically who I was, and that I had written books on autism and shots, et cetera, et cetera. And I asked her if I wanted to 
if I could talk to her about, you know, what was going on or, or she was planning on taking the, the, the shot, the uh, COVID shot for the infant. She said, absolutely not. Now, I started discussing this with her and she was very attentive and listening to every word I said. Her husband, after about you know 60 seconds, 90 seconds, rolled his eyes, didn't want to hear anymore. He was emasculated. Here he had his little tiny daughter right there. And the mother was being the alpha female. She was being the mama bear. She wanted to take care of this infant, but the husband's rolling his eyes. So I ignored the husband and kept talking to the mom until I felt as though I might have said what I was going to say and gave him the information on the podcast and information on the COVID shot and information on the MMR shot and information on the baby's immune system. Yes, I do that on an individual basis with people, and I do that all the time. I didn't care what the husband thought because he was emasculated. I cared what the mother thought because she could want she could save that baby's life. And I may have saved that baby's life or I may have protected that little baby from having some type of neurological damage or I may have protected that baby from having autism. I don't know. Or I may have done nothing. I may have just got the husband mad and he's going to go fuss at his wife for listening to some stranger at the Biltmore State. Well, I mean, it could have been any of those things, right? But the point is this is how committed I am to do what I do. I want to be in a situation where I'm always trying to be in the middle of God's will for my life. Austin, you're right. Men have been emasculated. They allow women to completely control them, to tell them what to do, to determine everything they're going to do with their lives, and they are emasculated and they lose their manhood. Now, that's not all men. Uh, on Saturday night, I went to a rodeo. At the, oh, by the way, I recommend it for everybody. It's a river ranch. It's close to Lake Wales. Longest running radio, rodeo ever. Had a great time. And it was pretty much all alpha men. It was, it was actually good to see. They prayed before the rodeo. For the safety of the people there, they talked about America. They talked about the flag. They talked. They had we did. You know, we sang allegiance to your pledge allegiance to the flag. No, we didn't. We, no, we, just, we didn't do that. But we sang America, America the Beautiful, whatever it was. But we also, we also prayed in Jesus' name, out loud on the speakers in Jesus' name. So if you ever get a chance to support that, I suggest I suggest you do. And ladies, if you ever want to go find an alpha male, that's probably where you need to go. <laughs> I hate to say that, but there's that many of them there. Because, you know, beta men don't want to ride horses and beta men don't want to basically ride bulls and beta men don't want to ride, you know, bunking brocks. And, and you know, it was, it was a fun time. I had a great, great time. But what's interesting is this. Men have stopped being men in the United States of America. And women, a lot of times, it's their problem that they've done this. They've caused it. And it's not it's not the woman's fault. I got it. Let me step it back a notch. We got to go back 60, 70, 80 years for that. This is what the women have been programmed to do. They've been programmed that they've got to take care of their beta male. They've been programmed that they've got to take care of the household. They've been programmed that they've got to take care of the family. They got to been pro- they've been programmed. They've got to bring home the bacon and fry it up in the pan and never let you forget you're a man. Remember that old commercial from back in the 70s or 80s? Austin's laughing because he's never heard of this stuff before. And, and this, this is the stuff that's happened now over the past 50, 60, 70 years, especially with the advent of advertising on TV. And so women have been programmed to leave the duty of their household as far as you know being the mother and and being the supportive wife and, and being the breadwinner now and, and, and being the alpha because the men refuse to take that position. And I understand that. If you're a woman and you're an alpha female and you've got to try to pay the bills and the husband won't do it and you have to take control, I got it. All right. Whatever. I got it. If your husband's going to be like that, you got to be that way. But men nowadays are so conditioned, Austin, to not take control and to just sit there and let the wife or the girlfriend or the, you know, or the, or, or the, or the long-term person they know just take control. You see it in churches. You see it with women in churches. You know, they're leading their husbands around. The husbands are following like a couple with puppies. And, and it's sad to me. Now, there are some alpha males in churches. There are. So you don't see that all the time. But the entire 
culture of the United States has been skewed. It's been skewed from a relationship that's biblically based to a relationship that's based on Hollywood and what Hollywood does and what Hollywood believes. It's, it's been skewed to, to get people conditioned to watch TV, to watch certain shows, regardless of how filthy the shows are. They're going to watch them, and they're not going to they're not going to they're not going to care because they want to watch something. They're, they're going to watch it. In many cases, these shows show alpha females, you know, running over alpha men, or they'll show alpha females running over beta men. It's exactly exactly what you said, Austin. That's why so many of these super adventures, adventure stories, and all the other stuff now have these super aggressive alpha females, and, and that's how some of them are coming out as lesbians, because all of it's being done to decimate the family unit. Is being done because cultural Marxism has crept into the United States to destroy the relationship between men and women, the godly relationship between men and women. And so that's why when we see that happen, we've got to look at it. We've got to ask, is this of God or is this not of God? Question. You know, now, I'm going to say it this way. Men should love their wives as they love themselves. You know, that's how I had a 38-year marriage with Sharon. We both gave 100% both directions. Sharon was an alpha female. I'm an alpha male. You guys all know that. And I gave her 100%. She gave me back 100%. And we worked together and, and built health masters and had four children and had a wonderful life for 38 years. And I thank God every day for the amount of time I got to spend with her. But it wasn't something to happen by accident. We had to work on it and work on it and work on it, work on it especially the first couple of years. I mean, you know, her being an alpha female and her wanting to run things and me being an alpha male wanting to run things, she finally had to realize I could do a better job than she could. And she kind of took the secondary role, but she still ran a lot of stuff. I mean, good grief. She was. She won first place at the U.S. Open in karate in, mar in weapons in, in martial arts weapons competition. She's first place in the world. She's a world champion. You know, you don't go get in a ring fighting three people at one time if you're a beta female. You, don't, you just don't do that. And she was tough. She really was. But she and I learned to work together as far as having a relationship one with another to make sure that we honored each other and put each other before the other person. And that's the biggest problem that we've got now in relationships and in marriages that I see is that it's all lopsided, one-sided. Either the guy's being a misogynistic pig. I see that too, guys. Ladies, I see that too. Or the woman's being a dominant female who wants to tell her husband what to do all the time. And what has happened is, and I, and I, and I always said this, and I, I've taught classes on this, by the way. That's why I know so much about it. It's the little foxes to spoil the vines. It's the little things that people do in relationships to break down the relationship. It's the little things that add up over a period of time that you say, well, why are you doing this? I've asked you not to do this. And why do you continue to disrespect me and dishonor me by doing this? But the person doesn't want to change. It can be as simple as correcting somebody in public or making your spouse a brunt of a joke. Husbands, listen, listen to me. It ain't funny when you make your wife a joke in front of somebody. That ain't funny. It ain't funny you joke about her wrinkles or you joke about her weight or you joke about her personality in front of your friends, in front of her. That is not, that is not funny. Everybody may giggle a little bit, but that wife gets hurt really bad, really bad. Wives, it's the same thing. You don't joke about your husband's gut in front of his friends or about his inability to do this or inability to do that. You don't make him the public joke. You can't do that. You got to lift each other up and honor one another. You can't correct each other in public. Just you got something one of you say, somebody else doesn't like it. Wait till you're by yourselves and say this. I, let me tell you an example of that. Years ago, in fact, it was the girl who got me saved in Tallahassee. You know, my first language was German, and sometimes my verbiage wasn't quite quite, quite right because I'd mixed two languages together. And what ended up happening is I ended up every once in a while I'd use the verb out of context. And finally, uh, this girl's name her, name, her name was Melinda. And finally, she came to me one day, and I was dating her, and she said, can I help you with a few of your grammatical errors? I didn't realize I was doing them between you and me. You guys, I was in graduate school. I mean, how do you make grammatical mistakes in graduate school going through the education system in the United States? But I was doing it. 
And I said, sure, go ahead and correct me in private. And she did. And she helped me just get a few little things that I was doing that wasn't quite right out of the way. And now I still don't do those things anymore. But the reality is this. We're here to uplift and edify each other and to build each other up and to support one another in a relationship. That's what we have to understand. And Austin, 100% right when he brought this up to that. I didn't know he was going to bring that story up. Men are being emasculated by their wives publicly. They're being eviscerated. You know, personally, they're being eviscerated and they're being told basically they, they have to do what the wife says or they basically are, are going to be you know, in trouble when they get home. And, and I see this stuff all the time, and I have no idea how I got off on all this stuff today. But the reality is, is that that's something that we've got to understand, that when we have a relationship with someone, it's got to be 100% reciprocal in both directions. It has to be. Just because one person wants to do it this way doesn't mean the other. If you plan your vacation out, you make a list of where you want to go. Here, Sharon and I used to do it this way. Let's, let's, let's talk about who wants to watch. Well, let's, let's watch a DVD. You know, we don't have cable here. So we get like get like – 10 or 15 DVDs. She'd pick seven or eight DVDs. I'd pick seven or eight DVDs. Let's say we start off with 16, and then we'd both decide, well, go ahead and pick, you know, 14 of these, okay? Then, okay, well, you go ahead and pick 10 of the 14 left. You go ahead and pick five. You go ahead and pick two. And then pretty soon we got down to, we both liked the videos that were there, and both of us, we always say, watch either one. I don't care. It's just little simple things like that. The reciprocity that goes both directions, that's what's so important in relationships. That's why I pray for you guys every day. I had a good prayer this morning for you. I really love you guys. You guys mean the world to me. I had several people that have written me some really, really nice cards over the holidays and some, I mean, really nice stuff. And I called them up. I called them up over the, you know, on Friday. I, I left them voiceville messages on their, on their phones. And I got emails back from that. And people go, wow, you called us up. Now, nobody answered the phone. They're probably wondering who in the world's calling them. But, but I left messages for them because I want to let them know how much I appreciate them, what they do for health masters, what they do for the company, and that they're family to me. And that's the one thing you guys always say to me. We are family. We are family. We are family. And yes, we are. I pray for you every day. We're quantumly entangled. I love you guys. You guys mean the world to me. And the thing about it is this battle's not ours. We got to real look, look what look what Second Chronicles 2017 says. You guys listen to this one. You need not fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, for the Lord your God is with you. I mean, think about that. And that was before Jesus came. When Jesus came, not only was he with us, he was in us through the Holy Spirit. And we have the ability to stand firm. Don't be scared about stuff. Don't be scared about relationships. Don't be scared about what the world is going to do. Realize that the Lord your God is with you, and he's going to fight the battle with you. And we need to understand that. That's why it says in Ephesians, take up the full armor of God, stand firm. And when no, when no matter what else happens, you stand. And we've got to do that. And if we do all of that stuff, you know, we're going to find ourselves in a place that we really want to be, doing things that we really want to do. You know, and all of these things will happen to you very, very quickly if you stand firm in the word of the Lord. And don't get yourself caught up in a knot. Well, I'm going to do it this way. That's the only way I'm going to do it, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't work that way. You know, there are a lot of different ways, you know, in order to get people saved. There are a lot of different ways to stay healthy. There's some key elements you've got to know to stay healthy, like don't eat pork, don't eat shellfish, don't eat hydrogenated oils, don't eat, you know, sugar and margarine and all those other things. There's some certain principles that you have, but there's different things you can say, take different supplements programs you can take, and they all lead to better health. The same thing is true with your life. But always remember, when you pray, you pray in the affirmative. You thank God that you've got a great relationship with your spouse. You thank God, and you tell your spouse on a regular basis how much you love them and what a great relationship you have with them, how you want to spend more time with them. And don't get yourself all caught up in the worries and the cares. 
of the world. You know, I remember Jim Rohn used to say, a lot of people get started in business or get started in relationships, and they get caught up in the worries and cares. You know, the backyard fence is sagging, and the dogs are going to go out, going to get out. We've got, we got a bowling league we've got to do. we got this we got to do. we got this we got to do. And pretty soon, you find yourself splitting apart and never seeing each other. You turn into roommates. Don't let that happen. Make your relationship a priority in all the areas of your life. Make your relationship with God the number one priority you have. You make sure you pray every single day and realize that this is the day the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad at it every single day of our life. Because if God is with you, who can be against you? If the power that raised Jesus from the dead resides in you, there is nothing you can't do. There is nothing you can't do. Learn to love each other, be with each other, and support one another. It's really, really important. But I, but we also said that the men today have been emasculated. They can't even make decisions for their family as far as COVID shots. And I'm not talking about you guys who are listening to the show right now. You guys are a bunch of alpha males listening to this show. And ladies, quite frankly, if you're listening to this show, you're probably an alpha female too, or you're a beta female trying to find an alpha male. Probably, I don't know. But, you know, I just appreciate you listening to the show and letting us try to give you some support and leadership at our end. But, guys, I love you. And I appreciate you. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Well, you're spot on, too, as far as with family and time. It's we, We've become dreadfully busy. There's an old cartoon. I think it was uh, VeggieTales way back in the day when VeggieTales was actually decent. And there was a, a song they did, like this little thing. It was called Being Dreadfully Busy. And it was, it was making a joke about how everybody's so busy, busy, busy all the time, constantly never has a second to talk to anybody about anything. And I get it. A lot of times when you're running businesses or you got multiple businesses and you're working here and you're working there and you're on phones, you're on conference calls, you got places you got to be. I'm very, very particular with time. I mean, you guys know this show's live every day. We're here on time every single day unless, you know, there's some unforeseen reason it's happening. But I'm very particular with being punctual. And so you got stuff to do. But that means you also have to make a priority for stuff specific with your family. One of those that I've always done and Land I've always made a priority is we always eat dinner together every single day, pretty much always, whether or not we're at home, we're out, we always eat dinner together. And it gives time for the family to not only talk about their day and discuss things that are going on, but it just gives time for everybody to spend actual time and make everyone a priority. It was funny on Saturday night. I took Lana and the kids out. We went to Orlando for the weekend, which I forget how much I dislike Orlando traffic. We went over there to a nice resort. I had some points that I was able to use. And it's, just, it's just gotten ridiculous. There's, I don't think anybody else can move to Orlando. It's going to like blow up. I mean, it's gotten insane how bloated it is. But I digress. So we're at dinner, this restaurant over there, and a uh, pretty nice restaurant. They had really good food and really good beef. And uh, Hunter and Kendall were there. And so, you know, obviously we get some crayons in the sheet they have. They can kind of color on and they're coloring and they're talking. And, you know, I kind of bribed them a little bit. I said, if you guys really behave here, we can get a scoop of ice cream when we're done. And so, of course, they're super excited. And I had this guy randomly walk over to me when Landon Kendall went to the bathroom. He walked over to me, real good shape. And he walks over to me and he goes, I've just got to tell you, bud. He goes, I have seen you guys over here and he goes i saw you walk in he goes you're like the only family that brought kids into this restaurant this isn't really a, a kid restaurant you know it's a pretty nice restaurant and he goes i have been impressed to no end how behaved your children are at this table and he goes and i've noticed you don't have any ipads for them and i looked at him and i shook his hand and i said i really really appreciate you coming over here and telling me that i said it does not make any difference 
where I go with my kids, I expect them to behave and I expect them to enjoy themselves and entertain themselves without having electrical dopamine impulses constantly triggering their brain all night long so they behave. And he goes, I commend you for that. He goes, you never see this anymore out in public. He goes, and he literally pointed behind me. And I had not seen the table because they were kind of in the corner. And he pointed to a table, and it was a table – and they were probably – they were kind of like Asian-Americans. I'm just not picking anybody. They had a table like eight or nine of them, and they're all eating. And they're sitting there, and they're like four kids at the table, and every single kid at the table was on a phone. Every single one of them had like their own phone or their parents' phone. I don't know which phones they were, but they were on iPhones it looked like. And they're sitting there, and I looked over, and I looked over again, and they never – I mean they didn't do anything. They just sat there the entire time on the phone. And he goes – that is becoming a problem in this country. And I said, yeah, I know. And so he, we chit-chatted a few other things, and then he walked off, went back to his table. And I thought to myself, it actually felt really nice to have somebody notice that and appreciate it because it's the total abnormality now. I'm the complete abnormal individual in the restaurant with my kids now when my kids don't have an iPad stuffed in their face the entire time. And a lot of people ask me, how do you do that? And the answer is very, very simple. It's not a difficult task. It's not an available topic to bring up as far as having that at the dinner table. It's just not available. It's not an option. If you don't make it an option, it's not an option. People go, why why could they freak out if they don't have their iPad? And I said, that's because you've given them the option. And when they freak out, what do you give them? You give them the iPad. So now they have a trained response. If they don't get their dopamine, they pitch a fit. You give them their dopamine. So what do they do every time they don't get their dopamine? They pitch a fit. I said it's not a difficult understanding to apply to your children when you know it. I said it's very easy psychology to understand, and it's the same concept that you see with children where they're constantly misbehaving and they're constantly going out and acting a fool. Well, 90% of that behavior is either reinforced by the parents by no discipline and or contributed to by very, very poor diet. Always remember the vast majority of children every morning for breakfast eat some of the worst food on this planet. It's called cereal out of a box. The corn syrup solids, the corn flakes, the insane amount of iron, the insane amount of high fructose corn syrup they add to it, the just just pure sugar, the red 40, the blue 3, the yellow, all of it. And yet their parents wonder why they're absolutely out of control every time they do something. Because they're eating some of the worst possible food. And again, it's been through the indoctrination, through the science. The science has told us you need to make sure you eat your 8 to 10 servings of carbohydrates a day. And hey, eggs and butter, bad. You need to stay away from those. You need your whole grain cereal. You guys ever look at the pyramid, the food pyramid? I mean, the thing's an absolute joke. At the bottom of it, it's like 8 to 12 servings a day of whole grains. And it's got like tacos and bread and all kinds of other stuff at the bottom. At the very, very top... Is like butter and beef. You need to stay away from those. You stay, you stay away from that stuff. That's bad for you. You know, the, the eggs, you know, you don't eat those. Organic eggs are one of the most healthy foods you can possibly eat. Dad's gone into detail before how the cereal industry did a complete and totally botched study and used powdered eggs to try to prove that they were increasing the cholesterol in, in adults. So cereal was the best option to eat for breakfast. Complete right. and total lie. Organic eggs are probably one of the healthiest things you can possibly eat. And in case anybody wants to know, and I'll put this information out there, I've had people ask me, I eat anywhere between three to six to eight eggs a day, depending on what's going on. And people go, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Dad will vouch. He does the exact same thing. When dad and I ever go and get blood work, our cholesterol is almost perfect. 
all of the time. HDLs are through the roof. ADL, LDLs are well within range. But then they'll come in and be like, well, you know, total cholesterol, it's, you know, it's, it's a little high. Dude, don't talk to me about that. I have nothing to hear about anything about your total cholesterol theory because it's a complete and total lie. The American Heart Association has continually colluded with the pharmaceutical industrial complex every five to ten years to lower the acceptable level of cholesterol in blood work. They have even gone now. You could look and look at the articles on our website. They even go now so far as to say, well, you may need to preemptively get on cholesterol medication because you know these statin drugs. It may help to prevent you from having high cholesterol in the so stupid. It's the stupidest thing you could possibly come up with. It's like I told you before. It's like saying, hey, you know what? You should start taking OxyContin because you may break your wrist in the future. And well, you'll be on OxyContin when you break your wrist. So. It won't hurt as bad. What kind of stupid ideology is that? People would go, that's moronic. You should never do that. That's the point. You should never do that. Going and taking a drug because someday, one day, you may slightly have high cholesterol, when in reality is the entire reason they tell people to do that is because why? The statins are linked to lowering testosterone. They lower the fats in the body to produce testosterone. They cause all types of health problems, including with the kidneys, and they know this. So it keeps them in the medical industrial complex further and further and further as a patient. So please do your research. Make sure you really, really research when you're looking at foods and you know what you're actually eating. Pretty much Stay away from the box foods as much as possible. If it's got four paragraphs of ingredients on it, it probably doesn't need to be in your body. If it's got ingredients that you have to Google to read to figure out what they mean because they're so long, you probably don't need it in your body. The cleaner, more natural food is, the higher energy it's going to provide you, the cleaner it's going to be for your body, and the better it's going to help your body grow and stay healthier over a longer period of time. Just my two cents on that. And the same thing, like I said as well. Be active with your children and what they're being exposed to on the internet. I just saw an article earlier now with what they're looking at doing here. And that's, this is the title of the article. This just came out three days ago. It was from Study Finds, Research in a Nutshell by Chris Malore. The title of the article is 6G Wireless Technology Could Use Humans as a Power Source, Study Explains. Just the title of the article here. It says 5G technology is taking off worldwide, but new studies already speculated on the future of 6G. Now, I'm not going to try to lament on this, but if you guys recall, Dad and I brought this up like three to four years ago about 6G technology, how a bunch of the research was already coming out that 5G was a base platform for 6G. And I'm going to prove exactly what I said four years ago right here in this article. He went on to say – Researchers from the University of Massachusetts, unlike older technology like 5G, 6G could end up using people's antennas. Specifically, 6G can take advantage of visible light communication, which is like wireless versions of fiber optics. Right now, fiber optics use incredibly thin glass and talks about how fiber optics are fragile and all this stuff. It goes on to say here, they can harvest waste energy using the body as an antenna. <laughs> and they talk about using a simple bracelet, a 6G bracelet, to actually use human beings as a giant antenna to transmit internet. I'm not joking, guys. The technologies they've been working on this is for years, and people go, no, 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 no. And then it goes on to say here, and here's where it goes. Thanks to modern technology and smart devices in your homes, vehicles, streetlights, offices, and LED bulbs, they can also be transmitting data 
anything like a camera, like our smartphone, our tablet, our laptop can be a receiver. The team explains that they experience leakage of energy because LEDs emit side channel RF signals or radio waves. This is intentional. Scientists can now harvest this RF technology and use human beings to amplify it. This is not a joke. This is the next technology they're rolling out here. And 5G was just a stepping stone to 6G. The next thing they've talked about, this isn't in this article. It's on the article that I previously brought up to you. They want you to be able to use a Neuralink. This is where the Neuralink ties in with the 6G technology, and they can actually transmit your iPhone into your vision, something like you've seen in Minority Report where you're walking around and you can actually see and scroll and go through your phone. And people told me, oh, this that technology, there's no way it's going to happen. Guys, 6G is where they're doing it. They're going to turn everybody into a giant 6G antenna tower. That's what they plan on doing with either a bracelet or a monitor or an iPhone. Anything you have on you that's electronic can do this now. This is the technology they're developing. This is why I have told you repeatedly, do not use your eye scanners. Do not scan your eyes, period. I know a lot of people have done it with a lot of the online stuff now and a lot of the TSA stuff they're wanting to do. And I've told people, your eyes are have more recognition as far as when they can use them as far as recognition than your fingerprints do. Majority of people have the fingerprints on file. If you've got a concealed carry, if you've done class three stuff, if you've done different, different work with the government, fingerprints are that's there's a whole lot of fingerprints in a database and there's some of them that mismatch. There's no way to mismatch your eyes. You and you alone are the only person that have your eyes. This is why they displayed this and this was far-fetched technology when they came out of Minority Report. If you recall, they didn't use facial recognition in Minority Report with Tom Cruise. They used retina scanners. This is why people, because they said in the movie, people were going in and getting facial reconstructive surgery. They're getting plastic surgery and they were going and being able to not be seen by facial cameras. So they turned them to retina scanners. This is why in the movie, he does a eyeball swap from a donor. They actually swap his eyeballs out in this movie. That's how weird it is. This is what they're doing with the retina scanners, and they're using it very subtly right now in the airports and a lot of the major airports to get back and forth, and people are adopting it and going along with it to have shorter wait times. I said before, the TSA pre-check, that is something that's super easy. You literally have your fingerprints on file, which I've had on numerous files with different agencies, and so don't care. I'm on file. I'm clear to go. I have no line. As soon as they tell me I have to start scanning my retinas to go through TSA pre-check, you will cease to ex- – I will cease to travel in any airplane if they start telling you you have to do retina scans to get on and off the plane, period. I will not do it because that will be the next phase in monitoring, tracking, and recording every single thing you do, and they tie that into the Neuralink, which will be tying into the 6G, all of this stuff is being tied in unison together to bring an entire smart system so that you and everything, every square inch of the entire world will be monitored and they will know what you're going to do with predictive programming and algorithm and there will be no escaping what they're planning on doing. That is why it is so important for us to teach and encourage other people to stand up for what they believe and on top of that, use wisdom and do your own research. If you, if you, if you have any reason to question anything the government tells you, The COVID pandemic with the Pfizer injection and what they brought out should be the number one reason why. 
I've told you guys repeatedly, the expose from Brooke Jackson, the whistleblower from the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine trials, was one of the biggest things that nobody talked about. For two weeks, she served as a regional director for Ventivia Research Group. This is the company that was contracted by Pfizer to do the clinical trials on the RNA COVID shots. She revealed that the staff conducted quality control checks and were overwhelmed with problems and side effects. On top of that, they had poor laboratory management, patient safety, and data integrity issues were virtually unheard of as far as anything being conducted properly because she had worked in numerous research studies. She cited in a document three site staff members who went over falsifying data. She said this. She brought it up to the U.S. FDA and was fired the same day on the basis that she was not a good fit and she was removed from the research study. Ironically, Ventivia is the same research lab that Pfizer subcontracted out to do the COVID-19 vaccine in children and young adult research study, the COVID vaccine trial, including pregnant women, and the trial of the COVID-19 booster dosages. Ventivia has done all of them for Pfizer. And this girl, when she came out, and she went into detail in the expose about what they were doing and how the adverse reactions were happening and Pfizer was not following up with them and they were faking data, the blind trial failures, poorly trained vaccinators. She was fired immediately. This is why I've told you before, you can read this article. Again, I'll post it back up on the website. This is from back in, I think, uh, November of 2021 when a lot of this stuff came out. These are the same companies that are also working with the data collection, that are working with Big Pharma and all of them, that are working with the NSA. They're all interlocked. We've shown you that with BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. Once they start gathering this data and they start figuring out how to change people with shots and they start getting people to submit to them and they understand every biometric aspect of your body, including how you think from all the social, <laughs> social algorithms they put together and monitored on you, it will be very, very difficult to escape the system the way they want it to be. They want it airtight. They want it locked up, and they don't want people talking about Christ. They don't want people talking about the Bible. And this is a topic that we brought up yesterday on uh, when I was at dinner. We were talking about the electric cars, and invariably this car show, not a single person I spoke to was even remotely excited about electric vehicles. And I told everybody, I said, well, you do understand the entire reason why they want to push everybody to the EV system is so they can shut down the vehicle and basically punish you if you don't do what you say or they, what they say and multiple people oh, it's 100% right they said oh and he brought the exact same scenario that I said oh you made a comment on Facebook about the Bible or you made a comment about vaccines uh, sorry you're no longer allowed to charge your car for 48 hours because you've been restricted due to misinformation and I started laughing I said I feel like I'm talking to myself and we were joking around, a bunch of us were, and I said, this is exactly what they're doing with this. This is why I have had zero interest in promoting EV vehicles, because the same people that said EV vehicles and green change, or green change and climate control and all the stuff that's happening with climate change are the same morons that told us 20 years ago that the oceans were going to overrise and take over all the coastal areas are the same people that have gone out and bought 20 and 30, 40 million dollar mansions on the coast like Obama and Pelosi and Al Gore. That's why you know it's a complete and total sham. If we're concerned about emissions and we're concerned about pollution, maybe we should address the fact that lithium strip mining is one of the most pollutive mining aspects in the entire world. We're not going to talk about that. 
we're not going to bring that up at all. And the fact that most EV vehicles don't go for more than eight to 10 years on the batteries they have in them before they have to be completely disposed of, how you dispose of lithium ion batteries safely that are the size of a car, not sure how that's supposed to happen when you start having millions and millions of them. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. It's climate change, bro. You don't understand. No, I do understand climate change. You can read back from Bible and almost every other historical reference that's been recorded throughout history of time. The earth changes. We live on tectonic plates. Things melt, things freeze, things change. It's called weather. That's why they've been trying to manipulate it so hard for the last 60 years. But any person that actually sits back and pretends that they're so vain that they can drive an electric car and suddenly they're going to change the way the entire earth works is just trying to push their woke agenda as far as my opinion. So, again, Get the truth out there and do your own research before you blindly believe any of the nonsense they constantly spew online in the mainstream media, Dad. What do you think? <laughs> why are the coastal areas flooded and why the world elite live on the coast? I mean, you're absolutely right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've got a friend of mine who lives out in, you know, a you know, little island there close to Bradenton, the Siesta Key or whatever it's called, uh, Anna Maria Island. I forgot which one it was. I Anna Maria. And what's funny about this is it's, uh, it's not flooded, you know, and it's, and it's like right at sea level and it's still not flooded. I mean, Key West is even worse when high tide comes and the moon comes high and you full moon. It's, the streets get flooded, but they've been doing that for 30, 40, 50 years. And it's not underwater. And it's just the whole thing's nonsense. It's, there's, there's lying to us and lying to us and lying to us about, you know, Arctic, you know, sea melt and all the rest of it. Yeah, we've had massive ice caps building this winter in California with all the snow they've had in Montana. So, I mean, it's just a bunch of lies. It's weather. And you're right. Now, you said something that I, I was going to go into more detail with it, but I don't have enough time today. But I'm going to kind of watch y'all's appetite. I'll do it tomorrow. You talked about the human body being used as a battery. So what we're talking now is matrix. We're talking about how many volts of energy we put out per day and how we can tie a 6G strap to us and we can take that energy and basically feed a 6G system and allow it to bring information into us and basically have us a neural link that will tie us together. We'll, find, we'll basically power it up ourselves. We don't need to recharge it. Now, all of this stuff deals with scalar technology and scalar physics. A lot of it has to do with James Maxwell field equations, which have been taken out of the unification of physics. They were taken out. Uh, he, was, he lived from 1831 to 1879, and Sir Isaac Newton came up with the first idea along with Einstein that Maxwell's field equations plotted fourth-dimensional points in the ether or in time space. So this type of technology that allows that to happen is basically the scalar physics we talked about so much. Like James Maxwell developed this using four-dimensional physics as far as in a different dimension that we can't see, but it's been removed from the public domain. It is now in the military domain. You take two radio waves, you lay them on top of each other. It's like Bose headsets. They cancel each other. They create a longitudinal wave. You take two of those, lay them on top of each other. They create a scalar wave, and the scalar energy is what the body goes by. You know, this is part of the general field equation. It was from Victor Schauberger, his work. And when these scalar waves are broadcast, this becomes a four-dimensional field that Maxwell was talking about. You create what's called scalar potential. That's what they're trying to do with all of us. And I know that was really fast and it's really complicated. I'll do better with it tomorrow. I'll go into more detail. I'll break it down a little bit better than that. When you pray, you produce scalar energy. You basically have incredibly powerful things that happen when you create these waves and you can change the fabric of space-time. We've talked about that. Scalar energy is created when you have thoughts or information is transmitted and it's just it's trained, it's, it's transmitted instantly across the entire universe. That's what Maxwell taught us. That's where they took it out. He told us that the other dimension that basically heaven was real and other dimensions were real. And there were other things that we couldn't see outside of time space that were real. And they had to get the people in America and the world at that point not to realize that 
faith was that important and God was that real and what we did and what we spoke about was that important. Remember, our DNA is basically a Tesla step-up transformer coil. We literally are an antenna to God. So when they tell you that you're an antenna and you're going to be putting out energy fields from your antenna, what they want to do is they want to basically capture that energy field between you and God and turn it back onto their devices so they can tell you what you are going to put out, what kind of energy you're going to have, and what you're going to think. This is the same thing, in my opinion, they did in Genesis chapter 6. Remember, DNA transmits single photons in the form of longitudinal waves. They speak to other DNA in your body. Your stomach talks to your brain without having to go through the nervous system. It's the same thing that is turning into scalar waves as tremendous energy potential to the scalar system. And this is what human beings are. We are an energy field that's created by God Almighty to have a step-up transformer link so that we can communicate with God directly with his spirit and be filled with the Holy Spirit. They want to stop all this. Remember when Moses started glowing when he came off the mount? He be, literally became – he, he, God is light, it says. You know, according to a German physicist named Vela, if you know, if you if you basically understand this and you understand the biophoton information exchange is a scalar wave, it is completely independent independent from distance. So when we see all of this stuff and we understand this, we start to understand how powerful we are as human beings. That's why we got to pray. That's why I say to you, listen to me again: the same power that raised Jesus from the dead resides in you. Because you're in covenant with the Most High God. You stand your ground, my friends. I love you. I'll cover more of this tomorrow. Austin, finish it up. I appreciate you guys. Oh, you're 100% right about it. The same thing I told everybody before. You know, I mean, DARPA was working on RNA gene therapy back in 2012. The, the crazy part about it is when you actually look back is that this stuff was never safe to be used on humans, never approved to be even tested on humans. DARPA was still experimenting with this stuff through the teens, and yet suddenly – in 2020, the panic to develop alleged COVID vaccine, the critical research development procedures were omitted, bypassed, curtailed, and none were done in a logical, sequential manner to establish or to establish a laboratory or manufacturing standards with brand new technology. This is what I try to convey to everybody. This was brand new technology that had never been rolled out for human testing, human testing, not just the whole world. Yet, there was no established laboratory on hand, how to handle gene therapy. There was no discussion on what we're going to do that we have to keep this stuff at negative 70 degrees below zero, except, oh, we're going to sell people gigantic freezers to store this stuff in. How do we know what's going to happen when it's continually brought out, thawed, refrozen again, brought out, thawed, refrozen again? How is the RNA sequencing? How is the gene therapy going to work effectively? I mean, that was just other aspects of it. Is it going to be safe? Where the manufacturing standards this stuff allegedly gets put together and this RNA gets bottled in a vial. Well, how long does it have before it's got to be kept in the freezer and can it be moved in and out? These were all research studies that never got even remotely looked at. It was like bottle it as fast as you can, run it for three months on a clinical trial, botch the trial as bad as you can and omit everything you can and completely and totally lie about it the best you can to the public and then roll it out and tell everybody they need to get the shot if they want to be safe. And then better yet, we're telling OSHA, if you don't get the shot, we're going to fine your employer. There are certain rules and laws in the United States, one of those being informed consent, not being able to forcibly force somebody to get a medical experiment done to them. That is illegal on the highest level. They proved this in the Nuremberg trials. This is not a question. You cannot force somebody or coerce somebody to get a medical experiment done to them because you want them to do it. By sitting somebody in a room and saying, 
if you don't take this shot, we're going to terminate you, and we're going to make sure you do not get a reference. Even though you've been here for the last 20 years, we're terminating you for cause, and you will not have a reference from this company unless you get this experimental shot. That is direct coercion forcing them. And then you had the government try to come and say, we're not forcing you to do it. We're not forcing you to do it, but if you don't do it, you're basically going to be destitute. We're going to ruin your life and threaten you, even though they couldn't do it legally. The Supreme Court blatantly proved this. This is why I've intentionally told people, keep holding your ground and standing for what you believe in your convictions. Don't give in because somebody tells you you need to do it. doesn't mean anything. I mean, if somebody can tell you anything they want, it doesn't mean you have to listen to them. But yet that concept was kind of, you know, melted. You know, that entire aspect of freedom of choice when it comes to a medical experiment, suddenly that just didn't exist anymore. So again, my friends, thank you for keeping up the truth. Get this news out there. Got multiple articles I'll be posting on the site today. You guys can go through and look at. So thank you for the continued support. If you need anything from Health Masters, be sure to check out the website. Also, too, the Maximum Energy Kit is still on sale through this week. That's the Ultimate Multiple, the Cortisol Buster, the Adrenal Support, and the B-Complex. Incredibly great product. Works fantastic. Great for energy. Great for adrenals. Great for giving you more Overall, better feeling, I should say, overall, better sense of well-being really increases the body's natural production of everything that it really needs. So check it out at the website, healthmasters.com, on sale right now, along with the Fat Burn Basic Stack. Thank you so much for your continued support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. 